You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, I'm so glad you're with us tonight, and I want to say uh, thank you for taking time to share your valuable time uh, with us in the breaking of the bread. Uh, unique word of the Lord, I think, tonight. Um, actually, I was just reading one particular verse, and it began to just come in me, and I, over prayer over the last few days, I told the Lord, I said, I know there's something in here that you want to show me. And so God began to unfold it to me. I, I want to talk about uh, the danger of not walking in covenant with God and the danger of not saying yes to the gentle prodding of the Holy Ghost, that still small voice that, that we all have that when we start to err off the path um, because of something perhaps that we want, at least for me, I can hear the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, son, don't do that. And he will challenge you and begin to try to pull you back. And so um, we're going to take our reading tonight from the book of Matthew chapter 26. And uh, I'm going to start with verse 20. It says, now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve, speaking of Jesus and his disciples. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth, that it is written of him, but... Woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. And Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said unto him, Master, is it I? And he said unto him, Thou hast said. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and brake it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. I think probably um, of all of the disciples that we think of, the twelve, maybe the two prominent uh, disciples that we would think most about uh, are the successful one and the, and the one who had greatest failure, and that would be Peter and Judas. Um, some studies would suggest that Judas was the oldest of Jesus' disciples. Uh, we know that most of them were probably in, in uh, their late teens when Jesus called them. So, you know, you really think about it. Here is Jesus, 30 years old. And, uh, you know, we have a tendency to think of him with his disciples. They're 40, 50 years old sitting around, but wasn't that way. He, he called young men that were 17, 18, 19 years old. And, um, of course, you know, they work for their fathers and different things. And so he gathered them unto him. And so uh, Jesus picked them all. He handpicked them all. And uh, he said, the things that I do, the works that I do, I do because I hear my father tell me them. So I believe the ones that he picked were not at random. But he was prompted by his father to pick these men. And... Um, Judas is, is uh, really the one that I want to, to think about for a bit tonight. Um, of course, we know that he betrayed Christ, but 
there's so much leading up to his betrayal that I want to talk about. Um, a few days, uh, just a few days before crucifixion, the scripture says that Jesus returned back to the house of Lazarus. And uh, Lazarus had two sisters, two sisters, Martha and Mary. And um, the Bible says that Mary uh, had a pound of very expensive ointment or spikenard. And um, Jesus said this about her. He said, she saved this for my burial. And I've often wondered, I think Mary must have had a premonition about Jesus and what he was going to encounter in the future. Because if you remember, um, Lazarus, her brother, had died not too long before that. And she didn't take this expensive ointment in her house and put it on him. She saved it. And Jesus said, she has saved us for my burial. And I don't know what Mary knew about what Jesus was going to encounter, but there was something in her that said, don't put that on Lazarus, save that for Christ. And so um, Jesus one day, I think this is in the book of John, uh, the 12th chapter, and it said just six days before Passover, um, Jesus comes to Bethany where Lazarus, which had been dead, had been raised, and there they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then Mary, she took a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and she anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. He said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Um, and this he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he had the bag, and he bare what was put therein, and Jesus looks at Judas and he rebukes him in front of all the disciples. He said, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. How she knew about this, I don't know, other than the Holy Ghost did it in her. And so he looks at Judas in a room full of people. And he says, Judas, leave her alone. He said, this is about my what's getting ready to happen to me. And um, it's very interesting that Judas could walk with Jesus those three years, three and a half years, and witness the miracles that he witnessed. I mean, lepers being instantly healed and Lazarus being raised from the dead and the other things that he saw Jesus do. But somehow it never got in him. And he's sitting in this room, and this divine occasion is taking place. And Judas can't discern what's going on, because all, all he can think about is the money that I could have had in the bag. And Jesus turns and looks at him, rebukes him. He says, let her alone. This is about my burying. He's trying to help Judas understand, son, there's more to this than what you see. And I think that Judas got offended. Uh, he, he did not yield to the, to the counsel of the Lord. Uh, knowing how Jesus was, I think there were probably many times 
in the beginning of Jesus' ministry. You know, Jesus could have picked any of the disciples to be the treasurer. Isn't it funny how God picked the man whose greatest weakness was money, and the Lord puts him in charge of money? Why would he do that? Because he's trying to help Judas overcome a fault in his life. Sometimes God will put you in places that are the greatest temptation because there is where you're going to find your victory. And knowing the heart of Jesus and, and that he loved these disciples, there had to be times that, that Jesus would sit with Judas by himself and say, no, Judas, son, you've got a weakness here. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to cost you. It's going to mess you up down the road. Somewhere, though, Judas didn't understand covenant. And he could not yield to that prodding of the Spirit of the Lord in his life. And now you have the other disciple, who is Peter. And um, Peter is, um, if we just go back about 10 chapters in Matthew, this is the 16th chapter in uh, verse 21. It says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and he's going to suffer many things by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, and they're going to kill him. And then he's going to be raised the third day. Peter takes Jesus and begins to rebuke him. and says, Be it far from me, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Notice that in both instances, Jesus is talking about what has to happen. He says, um, I'm going to die. I'm, this is about my burial. This is about my death. Neither one of these guys could clue in to what was going on. Judas is upset over the fact that he doesn't have the money, the 300 pence in his pocket. He can't see what's getting ready to take place. And Peter, he don't want to suffer. So he takes Jesus and begins to rebuke him. He said, that's not going to happen to you. And he cannot discern that Jesus is talking about something that's getting ready to happen in the spirit realm that's going to change mankind. In the next verse, it says this. Jesus turned to Peter and said, you get behind me, Satan, for you're an offense unto me. For you don't savor, you don't value the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. Um... I think that Peter, and I'll, and I'll bear this out, I think that Peter was able to receive that rebuke. And whenever you're pliable in the hands of God, uh, you're going you're gonna to be chastened by the Lord. God is going to deal with you because a lot of the things that he'll deal with you about the moment are really not about the moment, but they will destroy you in the future. So, Going back to the setting now of the scripture that I read to you for our text, they're in a room, there's, there's all 12 of them, and they're sitting in this room with Jesus, and Jesus is, it's weighing on him. And he says, with great desire have I desired to be with you. And the first thing that the Bible records in conversation as Jesus begins to speak, um, he looked at them. And he said, one of you is going to betray me. 
And um, just going back to the scriptures, I've never really seen it this way. Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. And the Bible says, then they all begin to talk amongst themselves. And they all asked Jesus. They said, is it me? I mean, all of them could not fathom the thought that I would betray my master. They, they just didn't think that they could do that, but they, they know the Lord speaks of the future, and he said, one of you is going to betray me, and it just it shook them up. They said, Lord, is it me? Am I the one that's going to do this? And the Bible says even Judas looked at Jesus, and he says, is it me? See, I'm, I don't think at that point that Judas knew he was going to do what he was going to do. And I'll give you some scripture for this. And then, um, then he looked at him and he said, all of you are going to deny me. In the 14th chapter of Mark, it says that. He said, all of you are going to deny me. And the Bible says that they all said this we will not deny you. That meant Judas said the same thing. First he's asked the Lord, is it me? Then the Lord says, you all are going to deny me. And, 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 and Peter and Judas said, he said, not me. In fact, Peter was the one that was so vehement about it. He said, though all of those guys do, not me. And so the Lord specifically singled him out and he said, you especially. He said, but I want you to know something. He said, I've been praying for you. He said, and he said, when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. He said, because Peter, the devil wants you. Anybody that walks with Jesus, the devil wants you. And so he looks at the Lord, and, and they all told the Lord this. They said, we will not deny you every one of them. And so he comes now, and then he sits there and he says, now, he says, all of you are going to be offended because of me tonight. And, you know, he's telling one of you, you're going to betray me, uh, you're going to deny me, you're going to be offended by me. And they can't wrap their mind around this. And they're thinking, Lord, that's just not who we are. The Bible says this, that the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things, and who can know it? And that's why you have to serve the Lord with all your heart, is because God has to control your heart. And the Bible says, out of the heart proceedeth uh, all kinds of evil things, and murderers, and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and there, over my lifetime of serving the Lord, there have been times where I have done something that after I did it, I was so ashamed. I thought, Lord, I didn't know that was in me. And see, God let it come out because he needed me to deal with it. And so the Lord is talking to these guys. And um, in John, uh, I want to go to this, this verse because maybe this will help you. In John um, chapter 12, in uh, verse, in fact, let's let's just talk. Let's just start with verse 
uh, 23, and Jesus says, The hour has come now that the Son of Man should be glorified, which meant crucified. And very, verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Remember last week I talked to you about having the tree cut down. But then when God says when it comes back, it brings forth much fruit. And he says, He who loves his life shall lose it, but he who hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. So if any man will serve me, let him follow me, that where I am, there shall also my servant be. And then he said, Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say, Father? Save me from this hour. For this cause came I unto this hour. And in this setting, the scripture says that uh, uh, this verse, this is what started this Bible study tonight. Verse 27, it said, after the bread, after, uh, in verse 26, uh, Jesus answered Peter, or Judas, who said, uh, is it I? He, he said, he it is to whom I give a sop or a piece of bread. And when he had dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot. And after the bread, this is the key, after the bread, Satan entered into him. See, up until that point, the devil hadn't got in him yet. He had not entered into to Judas. There was still a time that there could have been a change. But see, when you go through a lifetime of resisting God dealing with you as Judas did, when the time comes that you need to make the right decision, your heart will betray you. And Judas had the outward sign of covenant, which was the bread. But because in his, he did not know it, but Jesus, he was fulfilling prophecy. Jesus told him, he said, you're going to betray me. And he thinks, not me. And yet, because he would not yield to the Spirit of the Lord, when Jesus handed him that piece of bread, that sealed the deal. And the Bible says the devil entered into Judas. And from that moment on, Judas is no longer in control. He gets up and he walks out and the Bible says he goes and makes a deal and what's he after? Money. The same thing that had driven him his whole life. And it can be for one person it can be unforgiveness, for another it can be ambition, for another it can be bitterness, or with Judas it was money. And see God tried to deal with him about that. And because he resisted the presence of the Lord, there came a time where God lifted his spirit and boom, the devil entered into, into Judas. Soon as we pursue something that we should not have, and we want it so bad, yet we know it's not the will of God, and the devil lets you get it, then he will reverse it on you and the thing that you wanted so bad is the thing you now hate. And see, because Judas had never learned how to be repentant, the Bible says that when he saw what was being done to Jesus and that he had instituted that process, isn't it amazing? These two men that had similar failures one kills Jesus and the other one births the church. But it was because of the condition of the heart. And Peter, a Judas went out 
and uh, he threw the money back down said I don't want it the Bible said he went out and he repented but it's not the same word as the word repentance and godly sorrow worketh repentance it wasn't about he was saying God I'm sorry he just surveyed his situation and hung himself committed suicide on the other hand you have Peter that same night do what Jesus said he was going to do but see I think he had learned how to yield to the Spirit of the Lord and his weakness moment he did deny Jesus just like Jesus said but can I tell you that when Jesus prays for you it will always redeem you from those moments that can destroy your life and Peter the Bible says wept bitterly what was he doing he was using repentance and of course we know God used him to birth the church and so um, Psalms 41 and 9 says my own familiar friend in whom I trusted Jesus listen how he speaks of Judas he says my familiar friend I'm familiar with him and he said I trusted him he did eat of my bread he says he hath lifted up his heel against me and that literally means in the original he's tried to trip me up the enemy will try to use people to stop the plan of God it, Jesus said this he said somebody is going to betray me he said and woe unto that man but it did not have to be Judas it could have been somebody else and so tonight I, I know this is a kind of a, a strong word but let it be an encouragement to you that when you hear that still small voice where God prods you and convicts you or makes you feel uneasy about something that you're quick to say yes because right now see there there are there's God allows a season where that spirit can't get in you it can tempt you but it can't get in you but then there comes a day when the Lord says he's not going to listen anymore and you know he told Peter said I pray for you and he looked at Judas when Judas finally made that decision he said go do what you got to do quickly he didn't say, okay, guys, we need to lay hands on Judas and pray for him, that God will help him. He said, go do what you got to do. And that was out of the mouth of Jesus, who's not willing that any man should perish. So we're in a strange season. We're in a season that the sheep that know his voice are going to come out triumphant. Listen, many, many of you who've had great failures like Peter are going to be so triumphant in God. And yet there are some Judases that God's going to remove from the kingdom. So be encouraged know this God's on your side he loves you and all is well till I see you again God bless you for more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org and for the latest updates or videos follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube God bless you